I'm reading uh, Lamentations chapter 3 from verses 17 to 26. Just before I read, um, it's such a blessing to see people in church. I take that for granted, but it's a great blessing. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say, gone is my glory and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is warm wood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Well, we welcome you once again to Western Park Baptist Church for our virtual service. We hope and trust, pray that um, things are going well for you at this moment. Uh, still, here we are in isolation and dealing with those sorts of things. But we hope that this service and, and it even this reflection from Jeremiah Lamentation will be one that might speak to us. So I want to begin with a quote from Mary Jo Letty, who teaches uh, as a prof down at the Toronto School of Theology. And she writes for us this little word, we hesitate to choose another way of living. We hesitate to choose another way of living. And what she means by that is, in some ways, we can feel that we are locked in. We are locked into some sort of arrangement. Maybe we feel beaten down, we shrink back, and that we have no real options. So in a sense, we feel like maybe uh, we are a victim, we are we were just tied in. I heard a story this week of a wild horse, maybe you saw it, in southern Alberta that was stuck in a, in a mud uh, field, in a pond. And it was like totally stuck right up to its uh, top of its legs. And some um, folk who were out in the wilderness came across the, the horse and was able to get it out. But it was totally stuck. It was, it was, it was going to die. There was nowhere for the horse to go. The folk came along and were able to get it out and the horse began to enjoy its life once again. So we can feel stuck maybe a bit like that wild horse. And Jeremiah, as he speaks in this lament in Lamentations, is speaking about the people of Israel who are also uh, stuck. They feel stuck. And Jeremiah is giving a word that... Um, it sympathizes with them, but also attempts to move them to a place where they are unstuck and can indeed experience some measure of hope. So the theme we're looking at is moving from being stuck to unstuck. So Mike Iaconality uh, writes this little statement, the first step in getting unstuck is to know indeed that we are stuck. So if we can recognize that, hey, what's going on here, then that's the first step of moving on. And so we keep that in mind as we go. So we're looking at Lamentations 3. We've had this uh, already read for us, one verse here. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. 
So I say, gone is my glory and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I have forgotten what happiness is. That's a pretty strong statement. I feel stuck. I'm in this place. I'm discouraged. Maybe I feel isolated. Nothing's really working out for me. Indeed, I have forgotten what happiness is. And so this is where Jeremiah begins. The enemy is too strong. Remember, they're surrounded by the um, Babylonian Empire at this point, the city of Jerusalem. The enemy is too strong. We are discouraged. How are we ever going to overcome this situation? It's impossible. Indeed, I feel like a victim. My, my affliction, my isolation, my uh, homelessness, if you like, is all there. And so we see these sorts of images as we look at Lamentation uh, chapter 3. You notice in verse 4, in terms of health issues, so it's important uh, we, in our COVID-19, he has made my flesh and my skin waste away and broken my bones. That's the person is feeling like my health is, is going away. That's where I'm at. Verse 7, he feels walled in. Verse 9, my way is blocked. In verse 15, we have the statement, he has filled me with bitterness. He has glutted me with wormwood. And then in verse 17, where we have, my soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So it's this place of discouragement. Jeremiah recognizes he's speaking for the people. The people feel isolated, alone, forgotten. God, where are you? We are your people. And here we are on the verge of being destroyed by this massive Babylonian army. So indeed, they feel stuck. So our situation may not be as severe as that, but we may also feel stuck. Certainly these days of COVID-19 aren't going away too fast. Um, here as a church, we could well be into this through the summer. Most likely we will be. We want to get together again, but it, we can't. And it all takes energy, mental energy, emotional energy on us all. Where will we get our help? We feel stuck. So that's where we begin uh, with Jeremiah. But then there is a glimmer of hope, and we see that in the statement in verse uh, 21. Very short verse, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. But this, so what's the this? What is, what is Jeremiah looking to? At this point, what he's doing is remembering, remembering to remember again, to rise up and remember what God has said from the past and to bring that into our immediate situation. So it's to focus on the character of God. I call God to mind, in my mind, his character. And then we have this beautiful statement, one we know well, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. That's an amazing statement from where he was before. I have no happiness. My happiness is gone. And then he has this statement of remembering who God is and what God means for him. And indeed, we see four characteristics of recognizing God's gaze. Verse 22, his steadfast love. 
we speak of that. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. God's love is apparent, a mother or father who cares for their own. This is the love of God, his steadfast love. The love of the father of the prodigal son who's there for him even when he's away, the steadfast love of the Lord. Secondly, the mercies. God's compassion speaks to God's womb. So by the way, this is a very feminine uh, maternal image for God here. God's mercies, God's compassion, God's womb, his desire for us. Remember that God is spirit. He's neither father or mother. He is both. He is our heavenly parent for us. Thirdly, God's faithfulness, his consistency, his persistence. We see that in verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, your persistence, your dependability. This is a covenant word. God is in covenant with us. Today, we are in the new covenant with Jesus. He is dependable. He is there for us. We are up and down. We are all over the place. But God is dependable. He's faithful. And then finally, God is good. Verse 25 and 6, twice we have that word good. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait for him. I love the story of Moses when Moses, who has a very intimate relationship with God, says, God, I want to see your face. I want to know you in a more intimate way. How can we do that? And God says, okay, I want you to hide behind this rock, get behind it, and then I will go in front of you, and then you will see me. You will see me from the back. Because if you see my face, you cannot live, God is saying. So God indeed goes before Moses, and Moses' word is, when he sees the back of God, he praises God for God's goodness. What he sees particularly is God's goodness when God goes before him. And so this is the word, the character of God that is presented to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah presents that to the people, and hopefully that gets them moving from being stuck to unstuck. So what is the key here in terms of this shift? And I would suggest the verses 24 and 25 26, these are the key statements. Verse 24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is my portion. So what that means is I am now looking at God, it's alerting me, you, to what we value. What do we really value? And not only that, what shapes my vision? What is my hope? Jeremiah is saying, if we value God, and if our vision is centered in God, then that'll get us moving from being stuck to unstuck. And it's our resolve to make that our reality. And this is the shift. The shift is your resolve, my resolve, to make God my center, your center. No matter what's going on in my life, your life, if I am resolved, determined, to look to God, then it doesn't matter what's going on. Then his spirit will enable me to feel like I have hope and a future and I can carry on its resolve. So that is the question we are looking for. So what helps us? What, what enables us in our resolve? Well, what's our action plan? We see that in verses 25 and 26. And it begins with waiting or patience the Lord is good to those who wait for him. 
Waiting for the prophets is not passive. It's not just like, you know, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Waiting is active. It's energetic. I look to God. I determine to look to him. I wait on him. In real time, each day I look to him. That is where we begin. Of course, patience is a challenge. Patience is related to the word suffering. So I, there may be an element of suffering as I wait, but that's where the writer begins. I wait. I have patience. Secondly, verse 26, it is good that one should wait quietly. It speaks of silence. It is good that one should wait quietly, that I can listen for God's word. We, we live in such a noisy world. Even in these days of COVID, it's still noisy. Lots of stuff is going on. Near our church, the, the ambulance and the fire engines are just 100 yards away. They come by all the time, every day. So I'm always hearing them when I'm here in the church. But we are called to be silent, to listen. So it's listening for God's voice being attentive to God's voice, being alert to God's voice. I'm patient. I value silence in my relationship with him. And then thirdly, it speaks of discipline. Discipline meaning we are called to live dynamically in the present. So I'm not rolling around in the past. I'm not rolling around in the future. I am sitting here. Now, you know, we're tempted to do that. But when I start rolling around in the past, I've got to call myself forward so I'm here. I'm living in the present. This is where I am, a dynamic living now or in the future. Oh, it'll be so great when COVID-19 is over a year from now and everything's back to normal. But we are called to not wait for a whole year, but to live dynamically with God here in the midst. So patience, silence, discipline, this is our action plan. So Brueggemann writes for us, Jeremiah bears witness to the work of God, the capacity to bring a newness, ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. For that reason, loss and emptiness are not the last word. God has the capacity to bring newness. Why? Because God is a prodigious God. God is the one who created the entire universe, all of us, unique. God is prodigious. There's our ambulance. So we return as we close to the statement by Mary Joletti. We hesitate to choose another way of living. That's where we often are, stuck. And what Jeremiah is saying, hey, we can choose to live differently. I can choose to depend on him. I can choose to make a choice and to change my thinking so that I stay centered on God. I wait on God. In the old language, I fear God. I revere God. I worship God. We can do that. That's what Jeremiah is saying. In fact, he's saying so much, if you read Jeremiah carefully, that even in this day, even in this last minute before we are going to be overwhelmed by the Babylonians, even now there is hope. Even now God can change the whole thing. But the people don't believe it. They don't respond. They don't change. They don't look to God. And eventually the city is overrun. People are sent into exile. But there was a capacity to change even in those days. 
So as we close, will we move from being stuck to unstuck, from the horse that's stuck in the mud field, in the bog, to people coming along and pulling it out with a rope, and now it's free and running wild, the wild horses of southern Alberta. May we be empowered, empowered to receive God's goodness, to recognize that his spirit is within us, and he enables us to bring and to know and experience good things, even in this day of COVID-19. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.